Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Welcome one and all weaves and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company and we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about both anime new and old and everything in between. If you have suggestions, please send them our way by tweeting us at Bakako Podcast or sending us an email through bakakopodcast.gmail.com. We also want to give a huge thank you uh, to Akano on SoundCloud for our intro. On this episode, we have myself, DrewTendo64. Joining me again is Magically Average. Making his triumphant return is Element. And our new special guest this week is going to be a good friend of mine, Nova. We are also going to talk about a non-anime, technically called Arcane. I don't know if any of you have heard about it, but it is uh, pretty interesting from what I what I have watched, uh, and we'll, we'll dive right into it. So uh, just kind of everyone's beginning thoughts, I, I, I guess. If you want to start that off, Magic? This brings Imagine Dragons back onto the <laughs> forefront of one of the world's most incredible bands. Oh. I'm just kidding. They're still not great. great. But this intro say, song um, is really there. good. <laughs> I, it's I, a good soundtrack. I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I had been singing it around my house for like the last week after I finished watching Arcane. But for all of you who don't know, because I guess the name is not too like insightful in terms of like what it's about, it is about League of Legends, which is quite possibly the most toxic game ever created. And somehow... <laughs> They developed a show that is simply superb, in my opinion. For anyone, like, and the best part about it is that anyone can watch it. You don't even have to know about the lore of League of Legends or who the champions are. Like, you can just go into it completely blind and still enjoy it as a show. That's exactly what happened to me. I didn't play the game. I knew of the game, heard a lot about it, never played it, went straight into the show and uh, from hearing from a lot of people that it was a very good show uh and as drew knows uh i have a high standard for animation and also anime in general and i was blown away this was literally for me one of the best shows i've ever seen the best storytelling everything was there that i wanted to see wow. um, character development it and that's hard for me to say i'm a huge ghost in the shell fan and uh this this is like on par with that this is um but character development, I thought, was a lot better. That's hard for me to say. And and keep in mind too, it's we it's one season currently, and I believe it's eleven episodes. Someone nine. Wanna, is it only nine? 
Okay. Yeah. Well, granted, I think every episode's like around 40 to 45 minutes. So it's a little bit longer than like your standard anime. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, for one season to encapsulate so much in terms of direction of story, like you were saying, Nova, character development, just setting the overall environment too. I mean, you get a sense in episode one of just the the complete dichotomy between you know, the upper class area of this environment and the lower class undercity grimy area and and the struggle between the two. Like that comes out immediately in episode one. So you are thrown right into the thick of it in terms of like, okay, here's where everything's going to be. The story is going to be told. You're going to get both perspectives. You're going to get a feud coming in from both sides and just wait until everything unfolds because this is only episode one. And we see it slowly progress in a beautiful fashion throughout these nine episodes in terms of just like how the characters grow with one another, the relationships that are formed, how the environments change too. I mean, we see a huge fluctuation in, the, in both environments, in both cities, and how in, just in terms of like the story too, how they have crafted it in a way where they can completely go off into seasons two and three and four if they wanted to because of how they've set up every single thing in this season i mean it it is quite possibly one of the best shows to come out this year and i i would probably agree with nova in saying that it's probably one of the best first seasons of any show to come out too most definitely and the world building is insane like you said and every character jumping on top of what you said yeah, every character has intentions, even the side characters, and it's phenomenal. I just can't. My my mind is blown. Yeah, I think. This oh, show how did is, you uh, feel? Like, did how did this show get you? Yeah, this is. I mean, I think uh, we were talking about this before with um, Magic, but uh, we both played League of Legends very from very early on. Um, I don't know how much you paid attention to the lore of League, um, but I was definitely very into it. Um, in the the earlier seasons and I sort of stopped reading it towards the later seasons just because there was a lot more of it and not playing as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, this show, um, one, when I heard it was by Studio Fortiche, that was very exciting because they are the studio that Riot uses for their music videos with KDA and stuff like that. They have an incredibly unique style. Um, it's incredibly high production. Um, and I wasn't sure how that would translate to a nine episode show, 40 minutes an episode. You know, it's one thing to do a three or four minute animated music video versus you know hundreds of minutes of um high quality animation for a a show but you know lo and behold they pulled it off and this is one of the most beautiful shows i've ever ever watched um and you know the quality never falters in any episode it's perfect the the whole way through i think this is easily the best show of 2021 like not even animated just all shows i've watched in 2021 this is the best um and i've watched some good shows in 2021 i agree Um, and this is also one of the best animated shows of all time. Um, you know, I think you can make various arguments for like, you know, emotional impact or whatever in other shows, but I think just on every single aspect, this show was firing on all cylinders and there wasn't a fault to be found in my opinion. And to kind of touch on the League of Legends background about it too, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say it, like group-wide consensus that this is probably one of the best, if not the best, video game adaptations for show yeah. or movie. I think it's, it's not it's, even close. Yeah, I was going to say, it, there's not too much competition out there to begin with. But to kind of put in perspective to the League of Legends lore, because like you said, uh, Element, you know, we've been playing League of Legends for a while. I followed more of like the individual characters lore and how they fit into the overall mm-hmm. overall just story of League of Legends. Um, not so much the different kingdoms with like Demacia and how their feuds in, in, interacted with one another. But for anyone who's listening who doesn't understand League or whatever, um, it's a MOBA that has now over like 115 different champions, and it's a 5v5 match. To to kind of give you an idea in terms of just how far they can keep unraveling the story into the show Arcane, I believe doing quick math in my head and trying to remember all the different characters, I think we've only been introduced to maybe seven or eight of the champions in league of legends i got i got the wikipedia open so we got one two how does the lore compare to the series okay this is something i want to talk about a lot right so go for it 
I think one the thing you said about the video game adaptation um, that's very it's very uh, important because in a lot of previous video game adaptations people were expecting them to adapt the story of the game because usually it's coming from a game with a linear story right like the Uncharted movie that's coming out they're expecting them to adapt game one or something or maybe a mesh of game one and two but what I'm saying is there's an existing storyline for them to follow that they expect like fans of the game want movie to adapt from league doesn't really have that it has uh, a huge amount of um background for characters like every character has a biography and over time like over the years they've you know expanded their writing department to give you know more content for that side of league um and every region of the world of runeterra which is like the the planet they're on or the world they're from um you know has its own kingdoms and the kingdoms have a bunch of characters not all of them are champions now with the ad with the addition of the card game um legends of runeterra they've added a bunch of side characters that aren't champions necessarily but add to the whole flavor of the world um so they've got all these um you know backgrounds and stories and lore written for this region but not one concise storyline that they're trying to adapt so the show is sort of in a perfect point where they have this massive amount of lore and background and characters but no direct storyline they need to adapt from and they can pick and choose who they want to adapt and what region they're in so they happen to focus the show on Piltover and and you know towards the end of the show Zorn um, and pick these particular characters in those regions but there's lots of characters that are from those regions that they didn't adapt and they just choose you know the few that they wanted to focus the story on and they can continue doing that like next season i'm sure everyone wants them to go back and show more of these characters but they could totally just go to another kingdom and pick a bunch of new characters there and also bring in new characters that they write for the show and make a whole new story yeah to draw a quick similarity to it it is very akin in terms of the amount of lore to like magic the gathering which mm-hmm. if if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering 2, I mean it's it came out in 1992 I think and has basically just been building an entire universe from that point on. So over um well now close to 20 years or 20 years now actually of 30 years. Holy crap, I can't do math. 30 years of world and and building and just universe expansion and obviously all these different characters and planeswalkers that are involved too. So yeah, like you said, I mean it's not it's it's not drawing from that linear storyline like you mentioned element. It is so expansive to the point where they can start in any particular place that they want to, and they can connect from that point on. I, there's there's so many overlap between the different areas of Runeterra, the different characters and the relationships with one another too, that the, really it's a, it, there's endless possibilities in terms of where they can take the progression of the story from this point on. I mean, like you said, we saw the creation of the city of Zon or the, the, I guess the area of Zon uh, towards the end of arcane. We obviously have Piltover too, which has numerous characters that have, that are within there. And for someone who is not aware of, you know, the, the lore of League of legends and might not know all the characters too, it, just that piece alone is so intricate and it's so exciting because you kind of see that, coming out as the store as the episodes progress through but as someone who knows about some of the lore and some of the background you get so much more excitement to seeing like some of these little small easter egg style pieces to the plot progression you see some of the characters that like were sort of hidden in the background and people might not know like who they are in the greater scheme of things um a few that come to mind are victor who's jace's partner and Singed, who's the doctor that has the yep. like big Newt character, um, don't play a big role, really. Uh, Victor obviously does, uh, but those aren't the characters that we know them in the League of Legends universe. So you get to yes. see like you get to see how they transform into who they are in the video game, because they're not like who they are right now. Whereas like you have Jinx, Vi, Jace, and Caitlyn, who are pretty much where they their characters have developed within the video game world you kind of see them come out and grow too but yeah i mean that that piece alone is just for someone who's again somewhat familiar with the league of legends lore it's like you're just waiting 
with anticipation at the next season because you're like oh my gosh i like there are so many different ways they can take this and i don't think there's any direction they can go that's not going to be like stellar like they yeah. it would they would take a an absolute miracle for them to fuck this up is what i'm saying <laughs> like it it's just ugh, it's it's way beyond my expectations when i first watched it uh like it so good I, I agree, because I went in, like, as a very casual League of Legends player. Like, I've been in and out, on and off, probably over the last 10 years. I, I by no means am ranked. I by no means am a master or grandmaster with any character, except, like, I, I main Caitlyn. So I thought it was really cool that a character I actively play as, or a character I actually like, was featured so much in the show but that wasn't the reason i got into it like uh another friend of mine was like yo you got to see this the animation's insane i know it's based off league of legends and this person was like i am totally against this game like i do not like it but you gotta watch this show so like coming in and, and that character development like personally i don't have enough of the lore background in league to know that vi and jinx are even related let alone interacted as much as they did like seeing that whole dynamic number one seeing the build-up and the little pieces of of their threads add up to who they're going to be and even just seeing like from the beginning we know Vi's going to be a fighter because that's what she does we know powder is going to eventually be jinx because that's what they start calling her and the the way the story instead of like railroading us to those outcomes like everything felt natural like spoilers ahead but like by getting her gauntlets like how that happened was not how i thought it happened like again being a very casual player like i look at her i was like oh she's a cyborg with giant hands no they they are gauntlet she got and beats the shit out of people with or like when jinx was introduced she had that whole video a couple years ago where she's on a blimp and it's got this really upbeat kind of like very like punk rock paramore kind of song going where she's like planning to blow stuff up and she's like this mad tinkerer. That's all I knew about her. And then seeing like that expanded upon, seeing like her own style being reflected in her gadgets and even that song that plays in her trailer is like a, is a background song while she's becoming crazier. Yeah. Magic. What's up? Oh, I was just gonna say like that. What you just said is, I mean that that encapsulates sort of what I was hinting at at the beginning, which was like for someone that's not aware of the League of Legends lore, like there's so much enjoyment that you can get out yeah. of it, right? But then again, for like myself and I assume you two uh, element, like I was watching the first episode, going, "Oh, that's Vi," and I'm like, "Oh, they're calling Jinx Powder. That's weird. I wonder." like when she gets her name jinx because i knew from the start like they were sisters there's even like in the video game to kind of go off on a small tangent in the video game when both those characters were released they came out as in the lore as being sisters and if you played on different teams they would actually have voice lines that talked about how like vi is an enforcer in the video game and she's always trying to chase down jinx her sister and and if you had caitlin in the game as well there was even more dialogue about those three characters and their relationships with one another and how like jinx was basically like you know like like the antagonist basically and was constantly being chased down and trying to be arrested by the enforcers caitlin and vi so like knowing that too i still was shocked as all the different background like pieces of their background came out episode to episode that even i like was just like i wonder how this ties in like i wonder where she gets her weapons i wonder like how she becomes like jinx specifically like how she becomes the character she is now from powder like kind of like with you like i knew vi had the gauntlets but i didn't know that they were built by jace actually like they're a piltover creation um because they come from vander who was their basically guardian who had the original like just basically giant steel knuckles but her weapons in the video game are what was created towards the end of the show from jace like that those pieces are super cool 
So again, the beauty of this show is that, yes, I mean, there's some downside, I guess, to it being from League of Legends because people think of League of Legends as just toxic toxicity, not having a good time, a lot of name calling and and just downright bad vibes through <laughs> throughout the game um which i guess is like the only f- drawback to the show is that like you know there's uh, the video game is very polarizing but yeah i mean it, once you get into it no matter your experience level with league of legends if you have no clue what it is if you have played it since the beginning and know the ins and outs it's every single champion there's so much enjoyment from this show just seeing how the characters become who they are in the video game. So I come at this from like a different perspective because I have I had no experience with this video game. I came at this, you know, animation series as a fan of, like I said, anime uh, and uh, and American cartoons. So uh, my background, I'm actually I work in the film and television industry. What I really loved about this show uh, in terms of the world, like the world building was everything played a role. The environment was a character. The music was a character. Like they made everything so set and so perfect that it just brought, you were there. You, you experienced it with Vi and Caitlin, you know, and Jace. And um, when, when they were, you could, I love the way they animated the faces. It felt like it, like these were real people. Um, Although they're cartoons and, their actions always had consequences and and they played that in the show and that's what made for me made it so perfect um uh, again coming from that background of film and television sometimes and i wondered this i when i was watching it i was like i wonder if there's a writer for every character that kind of takes care of that character and says okay this is what this character would do in this traumatic moment let's find a way to make them do this with do something different within the script and this is how they would react to that situation in the script i'm not sure what they did um but beautifully done all around so the, they've only got one writer listed in the credits um connor she who's a uh, senior narrative writer for riot so this is interesting a lot of the production for the sort of like outside of the animation which was all handled by studio fortiche uh all the production for music writing that sort of stuff even maybe concept up not sure about that um was all done by riot um like they they basically pulled a senior writer from their writing team and got him to write the show the show was executive produced by the owners of riot uh brandon beck and uh mark merrill and fully financed um, by them as well which is actually unbelievable because that never happens yes. in any yeah. film or television production right got, got that uh, uh rp money um produced executive produced also by uh this was really exciting for me um christian link um who from back in the day was one of riot's first like um heads of music um he's like responsible for some of the famous uh like champion themes in the game and he's like been in the background of riot music forever so seeing him in the credits was awesome um yeah this was very much like a riot in-house thing with Studio Fortiche doing the animation, like, in terms of staffing. Um, actually, they, I, do, I do have a question. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, they only credited one writer? Uh, yeah, according to the wiki, um, that's series writer. Um, yeah. I do have a yeah, question yeah. for you, though. For go ahead. Uh, Nova. Um, so, obviously, with us, or at least with me and Magic specifically, we knew when they introduced a character and they said their name, we're like, oh shit, that's that guy. So we're like just waiting for them to turn into the character that we know and how they're going to get it right. Sure. That's at least how I watch the show, which was very exciting for me. But for you who didn't know anyone in the show, it was just introducing characters. Did you yep. get a feeling, maybe by the end of the show it was more obvious, but throughout the show, did you get a feeling that, oh, this is like a main character or this is maybe a character? Okay, that, don't like, laugh. When I saw Caitlin in episode one, I thought she was only in and out. I thought she was nothing. I was like, oh, this girl's annoying. I I had no connection <laughs> to Caitlyn at all. Um, I gotcha. thought I thought she was just like a supporting character to Jace, and that was it. Um, nice. So when she became a lead character, I was I was surprised, and I was like, I was really, uh, you know, as the story progressed, I was really into the relationship with her and Vi. But no, I had like. Uh, like I said, no idea who any of these characters were. Didn't know Caitlin, for instance, was going to become a lead. 
That's so funny because all right, I have a follow up question because this is you you asking that element made me think. How many people from the council do you think are in the video game? Oh, I I have an answer because I faintly recognized one. Okay, I, I I fully recognized another, but I'll let Nova go first. I'm just gonna guess three or four. Okay, answer is two. It's- yeah. yeah, it's two, right? It's two. Yep, yep you yeah. have Heimerdinger, who ended up being cast away. He's what's considered a yordle in the video game, uh, yeah, in the lore. They don't ever actually say he's a yordle in the show, right? They don't explain No, that. they don't. No, they, I'm they assuming that'll that, come out yeah. later, because there are a couple yeah. other yordles I mean, from the... Mighty thing. Obviously, yeah. it's like a different race, and you see other examples of them like in the underground and stuff. But yeah. I just thought it was funny that they never explain... There's all these like human-ass humans, even though there's magic and stuff, <laughs> and then there's just like a yordle, which is very comical. Yeah, um, but yeah, they, it's so just Heim- Heimerdinger is, and Jace, which is yeah, uh, and Jace. It's, the it's the funny thing is, um, and this I guess speaks to the quality of the writing. Um, Mel Madada, who's a character I'm like fully in love with, um, she is not a champion, right? But I think she was written so well and such a huge part of the show that people are speculating that she's actually a champion from the law that's like in disguise, essentially. I like, thought she was a champion. See, like yeah, you're right. So, I thought, and I don't even know this. Like, I just assumed she was a champion. Yeah, so I have a few. In- I have a few ideas of who it might be, but yeah, she's got an interesting background that sort of makes people think that she's possibly uh, a particular character known for like, you know, uh, being a spy or like disguises or whatever. But obviously, there's not necessarily much evidence for it besides that she's from Noxus. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, and the other piece too, I I might. I might actually come oust myself as being a, a, a stupid and not knowing the lore in full, but the the main villain of the show is not technically. Oh, great point! A, yep, a League of Legends. Silco's, Silco's Current, a completely original character. I was gonna say currently there are. It has been said that he's going to be released in basically what's their auto chess version, which is called Team Fight Tactics. He is going to be a character in that part of the video game, but in terms of the current lore, yeah, Silco is not a champion either. Yep. Yeah, that's so the a great fact, point. I mean, so that again just speaks volumes to the fact that there are, they have an endless amount of lore to pull from, but the 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 ability their ability to create these characters that have such a massive impact to the story of the show that have, again, no background in the League of Legends video game lore, like that is in it, it speaks just to how well, how high quality the show is in terms of the writing and the character development. And again, the connection that they all have and they all share with one another. I mean, basically none of Silco's, I guess for lack of a better phrase, like henchmen had any background in the video game outside of Jinx. Like no one. And you had these small side characters that would pop up here and there that are from the game. Like singed, which I, I don't know. Is that her name? The uh, henchman that was like the female that was with Vander and then switched the to big arm. The that the fights that felt uh, Vi or sorry she yeah, oh she fights, fights Vi all the Vi. time. Nope, she's not yep, in there. She's either. original. She's awesome. I want to know more about her. Like I just assume like th- because there's so much backstory to all the other characters that maybe she's like trying to make some money for a family member. Maybe she's got a kid at home. <laughs> she loses yeah, her. <laughs> like, there's got to be some sort of crazy backstory that they wrote for her that no one knows, but like internal people at Riot Games. Well, like even even when uh, early on, it's like the first episode when uh, they go into the the junk peddler to try and sell everything and make money. Yeah, and you see the one little kid in the back, and it immediately sues the song. I was like, that can't be Echo. There's no way that's Echo. And then they're chit-chatting, and they're like, yeah, whatever, Echo. And I was like, <gasps> they're doing it! And that got me hooked because, like, I've been around for a lot of the newer heroes. So when, like, in my mind, Echo being a newer hero, or a newer champion, wouldn't be in the early lore. He wouldn't be related to any of this. And just having these pieces, like, go through, they did, like, that's where you get a little character you, you don't think is going to make an impact. But he does throughout the series. Echo's awesome, but uh, to piggyback on what Nova said about um, that other character and wanting to know more about her, with me, and I I went on Reddit, and I was in Thread, and people were talking about Vander, 
and who he could end up being. Oh, he oh, is un- yes. he's 100% that character. Oh, he's 100% he's a, what? He's 100% the character everyone, everyone, oh, that everyone knows because okay, of the last cool. episode. Okay, cool. can we say yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Is it Warwick? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's how he becomes. That's going to mess up Vi yeah. so much. Oh, and I, he's probably going to team up. up with Jinx because I think that'd be like a crazy dynamic. But like and- Vi's internally destroyed. Like she failed everyone by the end of the series internally to what she thinks this this is what this is part of one of the reasons why the show was so sick to watch as someone who feels like the league sort of background law this is an original story um in terms of the origin of warwick we know warwick is like a guy that singe experimented on and like turned into the monster but he had no relation to these other characters but by making him vanda this like you know amazing father figure for these two girls that you know dies tragically and you know breaks their entire family apart and then he's going to come back in a season as like this ultimate antagonist probably like a, a giant monster and they like they'll have that heartbreaking moment yeah. where they like almost beat and he recognizes them and becomes lucid for a second i can already see it happening it's yep. so perfect it's so perfect and it's like written for the show i mean goddamn, what joy so i want to bring up something real quick because element you just mentioned like future seasons and, and the progression of the story i want to i want to ask a question to you all would you be upset if for the next season they completely removed themselves from Piltover and went somewhere else within the universe? I'd be totally upset. I'm so connected to this show right now. <laughs> I, I would be devastated. Well, grant, it takes granted, two years to make. Yes, I, I, I know. It, <laughs> we, we have been conditioned in this day and age, too, I'll just say, to expect that if a show ends, it's going to come out in like a couple other months because we're just always biting and waiting for the next season. So I totally get it. Um, and, and trust me again, spoilers ahead for everyone. The ending of the show. I mean, I was like, I think my girlfriend could attest to this. I was like jumping up and down in excitement. I'm like, Holy shit. This is going to be amazing with whatever they do next season. Just the way it ended was again, chef's kiss, like perfect. But as someone who, again, like it just knows the, sheer amount of lore they can pull from with League of Legends. I'm wondering if the direction they'll go in is to continue where they left off, but then sort of segue or or move over into another realm. Wait, they did drop a teaser. They dropped a teaser for season two. I know that they're probably throwaway lines, but I don't think they're going to just skip onto a whole different land right now because the season, season two teaser had Vi and Caitlyn and Jinx. You're right. And then I I, oh, yeah. the rumor or the rumor is at the end, if you listen to the very end, you hear a howl. Just yeah, yeah I mean, no, I mean, even... I, I don't doubt that they're going to like continue where they left off. My, the, the, the thing I, I'm wondering is if they're going to stay within the realm of Piltover and, and the, city of zon or the, the area oh, expand of you mean i think they'll expand right. i think it's i think there i think there might be a war and i think that's what will allow them to expand into these different universes yeah i think but, i think it's very obvious why they introduced uh mel's mother in the end of the season um right the the next season will be like nova said a war between the two cities and that's gonna because at the moment piltover is sort of like a crossroads between a lot of different regions because of the hexgate like in terms of trading and stuff so if they become under war there's a lot of foreign interests that are very um uh motivated to get involved and it opens for great storytelling for all of the characters and expanding that universe and i don't know all these champions but i there's a hundred is this correct correct me where i'm wrong 150 145 something like that yeah 100 yeah there's almost 150 at this point yeah it's up there but yeah that Um, that is my interest in this because as much as i love the city you know the, the current environment and the current placement of where the story is taking place i i know that they can eventually do this further down the line, but I'm wondering if they're going to do it this quickly with, as you've mentioned, Nova, too, the fact that they have the hex, the hex tech gates and there is the uh, possibility of being able to connect to the other regions of Runeterra. If they're going to immediately kind of push that into the story to start pulling in more and more of these big characters, because you have, obviously with Mel's mother, you have Noxus, the, the, the area of Noxus. You have also Demacia, which is where a lot of the characters are from. I think like Garen, yep. Katarina, um, which are all both really fun characters. I believe Jarvin's from that area. You have yep. tons from there. Um, 
And I'm trying to remember because there was one champion who I personally love based on my the role I currently play in the game that is like sort of the keeper of this one r- massive war that went out in the, the lore of League of Legends. I'm wondering if he'll be brought in from his region too. Oh, yeah, too. I know you're talking about that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think uh, season two will be at the first sort of half of it or the first act will be, if they do another nine episodes, three act sort of structure. I think it'll be like staying within Piltover and Zorn, the eruption of the war because of Jinx's actions. Yep. That'll be like act one and like sort of the repercussions for all the characters there. And then they're going to use that to bring in Noxus, especially because they've already introduced Mel's mother and stuff. And Mel's. I totally agree. I agree. I think you're 100% you're right there. And I think that in the first two episodes or three episodes, like you were saying, I think there's going to be an internal struggle within Zon as well because Silco's not there anymore. So who's going to run, uh, you know, the Undercity? Um, and so that's going to be interesting because there was a line, if I recall correctly, in the series s- stipulating that uh, when they wanted to overthrow Silco, there's people that are higher up than he is somewhere. Yeah, I'm trying to think who that would be referring to. Yeah, I know there was the there was the scene where basically the other leaders or other um, members of like the Undercity gangs met mm. with Silco to try to scene. yeah to try to push for the overthrow and Silco was basically like yeah well you guys have become too soft and here t- taste some of what uh the undercity used to feel like before we actually upgraded and, and you know money started flowing in and they all started basically choking on the gas of <laughs> what was being created within the city um and i think the main one of the leaders from that group who was slated to become like or pushing for himself to take, take the seat I think Silco killed him. He did, yeah, too. in the office. Yeah, the and guy that, with the gold jaw. Yeah, that's the one. I just didn't know his name. Yeah, I, yeah. He, there's he a couple characters that character. are kind of like, yeah, they were kind of throwaway. Um, I'm gonna gab a bit real quick. Element, did you think that rat character with the hat that was in that group? Did you think he was Twitch or was it just me? No, I did not think it was Twitch. I did think it was very funny that people thought it was. Twitch, it would <laughs> yeah, extremely funny if that was the case. But I, I didn't think yeah. so. It, Sorry, it would be a... funny if. There was a hunch- henchman that was with a, that had a, oh like I must have missed that where was that no no the he was a little rat the rat that they injected with the um the oh, shimmer okay. and it turned into a monster everyone thought that was going to turn into Twitch who's the, yeah basically yeah a, I thought that too a I... giant rat from the game <laughs> um, it's a, a very funny idea but I don't I didn't think it was Twitch um I I do think um that I trust them completely that when they introduce the other regions it's not going to be super heavy handed or like awkward you know it's going to be very graceful so i do think you know the introduction of noxus uh in season two i assume will then bring their links with the war with ionia their rival with demacia um and then those regions also fan out like you said that character that that guards the runes um he he's i think he was also shown at the start of the show i'm not 100 sure that was him because it looked different, but um, yeah, I don't it, think it was. I don't think he had any really any placement within. Yeah, people were current. saying that was him, but I don't think it was because it didn't quite make sense. Um, but yeah, there's just so many places they can go with it, and I trust them yeah. that they won't make it just like a big like uh, you know fan service fest and just like introduce all the different things at once. Yeah, and I and wanna... oh, Sorry, go ahead, Drew. Okay. Um... I wanted to jump in because I forgot to when you were asking about would you be mad if they went and visited like a completely different region? Yeah. I think in a perfect world they do this nine episode format for all the other regions to have like one big like episodic movie like endgame-esque. See you in ten years. Have it all. Exactly. Like that—that's my dream because I personally, I, I did enjoy these characters. I enjoyed the time that they spent with them, and yes, the internal weave in me needs to th- see things resolved, and everyone has to have a happy ending and ha- and prevail through the power of love and friendship. <laughs> Believe it. Um, but I am perfectly fine with us visiting a completely different region because with what we learned and what we got to experience in nine episodes, I'm I'm hooked. I'm ready. Do you think that the uh, MM they're making an MMO game? Do you think that's going to connect? What? Yeah, and yeah, they're hiring a lot of people. It's already out, I believe. Yeah. Oh, is it really? No, no, no. I, I thought no, it was no, in development. Not, not. No, no, it's it's many years away. Um, being oh, oh, the MMO. Like, they're 
There yeah. is um the Ruined King, which is like a small like oh, RPG. Oh, I want to get. Game. I'm getting that. Yeah, I I saw some uh, like I saw the early trailer for it, and they had another one not too long ago, like a like a. Yeah, so I I played a little bit. It's pretty damn cool. Um, I need to get back to okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, apparently it's it's very well written and completely different story, different characters to the show. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you're expecting stuff from the show, don't expect that. Um, but it's also a very good story <laughs> yeah. in its own right. Um, and a very cool game besides. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's a single player RPG they've released. Um, they've got Legends of Ruterra, which is the card game, and that gives. I started playing that. Yeah. That's like a huge um, amount of background and lore and minor characters from the universe that you can sort of get into if you feel like playing a card game. Mm-hmm. Team Fight Tactics is more of like an arcade experience. This is existing champions from the game, but doesn't really do lore that do much. Story. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then League is obviously the main game where the champions are introduced. Um, yeah so do you think but that yeah the... there is there is an mmo coming yeah and you think that game is going to be i mean it's genius that they're they have this animation series that they can potentially connect it to um yes i mean they've been we've been asking for these for since the beginning of time since the first animated trailer for league came out it's like they should make an animated series that's like every single comment under every league of legends YouTube. oh my gosh i still rem- that that trailer still gives me chills i like i remember yeah. watching it it's beautiful but yeah, they finally made an animated series, and the other thing people have always been asking for is an MMO because they've got this giant world that out with all these different regions and characters that are you know wildly different from each other and have very cool fantasies attached to each. And you know, there's no real way for players to actually go in and experience those regions outside of you know looking at pictures and short videos and stuff like that. So, Element um, was so, that something that they like? Uh, was the MMO something that fans wanted more, or was it around the same time they also wanted the animation? uh no the animation and mmo have been asked for since the beginning of time um and they've just now announced that they're working on the mmo in the last year i think i think ghost caller just tweeted that we are beginning work on an mmo and he's the lead uh like the the director of it um that was like last year or this this, early this year yeah so they're, they're many years away but i'm expecting the mmo will cover many of the regions and you'll finally be able to go in and actually explore the world and to put things into perspective too, real quick, because I want to jump back to something that um, Drew said too, but we went six and a half-ish years, I believe, since the release of League before something else from Riot came out. So I yes. mean, up until almost like two and a half, three years ago, it was only League of Legends, like the staple game. So you had, again, this entire world, like Element was saying, just being built within this one video game and now it has expanded into three different games at this point plus an animated series and they have still only sprinkled a little bit of the lore into this you know array of 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 products and and you know ip they now have so i mean the fact that they are now just sort of touching into these other areas with the sh- with arcane and with the the rpg game that came out the ruined king and now the they're dabbling into the mmo i mean they can pull so much from what they've already created that it's almost like like this is just an easy easy real transition right it's <laughs> it's, 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 iceberg, it is right? pretty real makes estate. sense um, you're going to hear that they're making a metaverse I honestly wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them if they have already put out they like NFTs of, or something. So they they sort of have like a thing like um, at this point because I think one of the things that works in Arcane's favor, which is a happy coincidence of unfortunate mistakes in the past, is they've had to reboot and rewrite the law many times over the course of the game's history, just because the quality of the writing has changed and the amount that they wanted to flesh out, you know, the stories changed over years. So it's kind of funny that like coming into the show, there wasn't an expectation that the show would be, you know, laser focused on adapting the existing lore. People were just excited to see how they would bring the the basic story parts to life. And obviously the show pulling it off so perfectly made everyone happy. But I think it sort of worked in its favor that we didn't have a solid base necessarily. Uh, or there wasn't, there wasn't an expectation that uh, there was some bias had to follow you know when writing the characters like you know warwick for example the perfect the perfect uh thing to look at like obviously he, he, that storyline was fresh written for the show like warwick's origin but we sort of vaguely knew where he came from and how he became who he was we just did the original character 
and like who was involved in turning him into Warwick. So seeing it like being written out concretely in the show was just one of those examples of you know, them using the existing law to their advantage, but also playing around with it just enough to make it exciting for people who knew the law and didn't know the law. So was yeah. Vander not dead? I mean, the Shimmer kept him alive maybe, and that's how he's becoming Warwick? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So really quick, I'm going to jump back super fast and then we'll go on to the next topic because uh, I want to touch base on what Drew said. Because I po- the question I posed earlier, I think Element and Nova, you guys had sort of the same answer in that it'd be pretty devastating to not touch on the ending of the first season if, you know, when, when season two eventually drops. And then mm-hmm. um, I know, Drew, you were saying that you were sort of putting it in in line with like how the Avengers universe was sort of developed into Endgame, and that they could do nine episode, like episodic sort of stories of each of the different realms. And that got me thinking too, which is I, I would really be interested. I'm, I'm actually going to follow it very, very closely because I think they have a possibility within this next season to do sort of a combination of what everyone in this group hopes for, which is a continuation slash conclusion to what we saw in the final episode of the first season where we left off with Jinx, Vi, and uh, Caitlin, and then start pulling in those other realms in a very succinct and sensible manner. Because again, we've we've set up the world where you have these Hextech gates that can draw all these different realms into, you know, through travel. You have the introduction of Noxus, which, as you highlighted, Element has a history of basically being in a constant state of war with um, everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically everyone. And you can start to see how they're going to begin pulling in those different realms. Now, I proposition, though, that the way I would like to see it is more akin to what Drew was mentioning, which is let's summarize and finish up where we left off with the end of season one. But let's maybe pull in someone else's perspective. Yeah. Season like episode two, and then tie in their relationship with like or the, the their association with Piltover and the events that took place in at the end of season one, and then start doing that over and over again. Maybe you know start with Noxus. You can take Mel's mother, or you can take someone else within the Noxus realm who has an association with mel in the universe again mel's a, a unique character she's not within league of legends lore and then from there season three do the same thing but maybe go to demacia season four do the same thing and then you kind of build it up to where now you have again the expansive universe of league of legends built into the animation series you have all of your core characters granted i don't think they can do all 145 or whatever but okay. you can get a <laughs> you can get a large chunk in there and then you sort of, because, you know, as every good thing, everything, you know, it does, it comes to a conclusion at some point, you do sort of that Avengers Endgame style wrap up of creating this entire build up to this final season where you just see all the characters come together. And I think, again, as someone who knows the lore, but even as someone putting myself in the shoes of someone who might not have any idea of League of Legends, I think that is like the staple way or like the, the most ideal fashion for them to progress the story, to tie in all those different realms. I think it would be really hard for them to stay within sort of the confines of what they've currently created with and and continue the story in, in, you know, in, in a way that is sort of in, in line with how they've set up season one. I think they're going to have to expand. The question is, in what manner do they start expanding and growing the universe? They take think... a page out of Game of Thrones' book, right? We have the Starks, basically, which is the Piltover crew. We know yep. and love them now. And we're introduced to a couple of other characters like Mel's mother, which is, you know, Jamie Lannister or whatever. Now we know them. And then season two, we finish off this Piltover story or leave them in a place where we sort of get what's going on, but there's not necessarily a, a big story beat that we need to follow going forward. And then we can transition and follow them to King's Landing, essentially, which is Noxus in this example. Um, 
whoever we're following, but it's characters that we know from the season one and start of season two. And that's how you expand the world. I don't, I think Drew's idea of having it be a completely different location starting in season two can work for sure. I'm, I, if they decide to go, go that way, you know, I'm sure they can make it work. But I think given how they've written the show as having that one, uh, sort of linear storyline that we follow with these characters that we know and not really jumping around a whole bunch within that. Um, I think it makes more sense for them to sort of gracefully work their way into the other regions of the world following characters that we have been introduced to already, as opposed to just like hard jumping to another region and starting a fresh story there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that there needs to be a, a summation to where we ended, but I, I, I think highlighting some of what you had just mentioned element is that the the lore and the story of league of legends is not linear it's not there's no congruent storyline in terms of you know how everything plays out within the universe so i think keeping that in mind and keeping that piece of of the of the lore intact it would make sense for them to summarize but move on like start at that expansion because they're not limited to where they've put themselves within Piltover and Zaun. And then obviously with the mentioning Noxus too, like they're not limited to that. So again, it has to be done in a, in a, in a sensible fashion. And I think they have more than proven themselves with season one that they can do that. They have the ability to do that. It's unfortunate start. to say that you're right, that they're going to have to wrap up that story with Caitlyn and, and Vi and Jinx and but, uh, follow other but that's characters. Not, yeah, it's, but it's not to say that it's going to be completely wrapped up, right? Because they all have connections throughout the entire League of Legends universe, throughout all of Runeterra. They are in some way, shape, or form connected to other characters who are connected to other characters, and it just yeah. builds upon and builds upon. So I think they they need to... In my opinion, they need to start that transition in season two. I think if we see beyond episode five of them still in Piltover and still chasing Jinx, know, <laughs> uh, yeah, chasing Jinx and and, and it becomes a buddy cop show. Yeah, I think I think if they do that, it, it, you know, it definitely puts them in, in a more difficult position heading into you know, uh, the following season than they would if they say, all right, first episode, let's wrap it up, but we're going to tie it to some other character, how their relationship is with the events that take place in Piltover and build on their perspective in another realm, whether it's Noxus, Demacia, whatever. Let's start that early because then now we leave ourselves again with this wide open blank page of we can do whatever we want. We can go this way. We can go that way. We have endless possibilities, but we need to start it now. Otherwise, we're going to handcuff ourselves further down the road if the story goes too far into just Piltover and Zon. So I think that's that's my expectations. That's my hope. Because, again, knowing the background, it is we have touched on like a half of a half of a half a percent of the lore of League of Legends. So it yeah, is expansive in terms of where they can go next. A teaspoon in a bathtub. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, a good way to put it. It's a yeah droplet in an Olympic pool, basically. Like it's Peeing it's a ocean. lot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so just as a kind of final thoughts kind of thing, um, everyone's favorite characters. Was there a character you instantly whole series was your favorite? Did that change at some point? Because my favorite character is no longer my favorite character. Oh, wow. Oh. Do tell, Drew. I want to know. I guess you have to go first now. Jace, for the beginning, Jace. I was hard on being like, you know what? He's got the right idea. He's trying to science. He's trying to make everything better. And then I found out, like, I don't know. I feel like near the end, he kind of became less of who I thought that he was being built into. And I just didn't like his attitude and how he was so easily manipulated. Um, and then it, like, I kind of fell into being like hermiting or bro, because like <laughs> okay. seeing seeing what the opposite side. He had those high expectations. He wanted everything to be better, and just everything not going the way he wanted to to go. And he kind of just was outcast. And I was like, oh, 
I feel sorry for him. I want to see where he goes because, like, he meets up with Echo and then starts learning about the tree that's growing and how they're designing this tech. And he's, like, re reinvigorated to learn again and reinvigorated to, like, get more knowledge. So, like, I, I really wanted the entire series to just be a ramp up for Jace to be, like, this deus ex machina wielding hero and just to see him change throughout it like it kind of like i don't know it was kind of like a crestfallen moment for me but it's interesting that you like heimerdinger because i think that as a character he's he's really interesting but I, i feel like he he's he's set up in such a weird way in the show that it like from his character in the video game that I feel like a lot of people don't like him at the start and continue to not sure. really like him at the end. They're like, eh. He's just an he's, annoying old yordle. He's very interesting because of his his long-lived uh, life. Um, and right. I think they, they play that off in the show really well. And I think people got the idea that like because he lived so long, his perspective is very different, and that clashes with the humans in the show. Mm-hmm. So I think that was all really well written. I think in the game, he's very much like a joke character. Like, I don't remember him having any he's sort like, of impactful backstory or anything like that. He's just a, a mad inventor sort of guy. Um, and, yeah. like, his voice lines sort of reflect that in the game. Yeah. Um, I I want to touch on one thing real quick um, with the writing. The It's a small thing, but it gave me, like, a great amount of joy. And that's how they wrote all of the champion's abilities into the show. Um, they managed to get every single one of them in the show, which was amazing. Like I, I definitely wasn't expecting it, but um, for me, I don't know if you guys mained any of the characters that showed up in the show, but I was a Vi main when she came out. I was a Jinx main when she came out. Um, so seeing that I even played, I mained Victor for a while as well, but that was like a long time after he came out, obviously. Um, but seeing those characters get their abilities and use them all, I think one of the most satisfying things for me was watching Jinx's transformation, like seeing her become, you know, the twin tails, building the minigun, finally building, uh, or getting the purple eyes, uh, like in the, in the game. Cause you know, they didn't have to write that, right. It just, they sort of hinted at it at the first, the, at the end of the third episode when the fire reflects off her blue eyes and it becomes purple. And I was like, Oh shit, that's good. And then they actually like make her eyes purple because of the shimmer. And they explain her passive in the game. You know, when she, like, destroys a tower or gets a kill, she runs really fast. It's, like, how she can move really fast with the Shimmer in the show. Stuff like that's, like, so small and, like, normal pick up on it that doesn't, you know, intimately know all the abilities of the character. But it's so perfect. And her passive is called Excited, I believe, in the video game. Yeah. So, like, she actually gets pumped up when she, like, gets a kill or an assist or a tower or the tower destroyed that she, like, starts to run faster and she, like, her attack speed goes up. So, yeah, like, the fact that they built that in is... is And like, then, like, her one, oh. like, sort of fantastical ability in the game, her ultimate is where she shoots this giant rocket that's, like, bigger than all the champions in the game. And it's across the whole map and it's very deadly if you get hit by it at long range. But the fact that they wrote that into it being powered by yeah. the magical orb so it can actually become a like and make yep. sense in the the scope of the show like how perfect is it but anyway my favorite character is why because i love her <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick 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 explanation I like that. i'll jump in on that one as well i liked uh i had two favorite characters uh echo and vibe but one of my buddies was like echo don't you mean rufio from peter pan and then it changed my perspective forever and i was like <laughs> oh dear he really is like rufio and <laughs> peter pan um, but, uh, I loved his design and I loved his style. It was just very, you know, unique. And, uh, I liked his innocence when he was a kid, which was fun, but Vi's my favorite as well in the show, just her whole journey. And, and I'm really looking forward to how they're going to explore her, her, tra- her like traumatic issues in season two. She's going to have a huge meltdown. I'm so looking forward to it. That sounds terrible. I'm, I don't mean it in a bad <laughs> way. It's just a really good storytelling beat. No, I mean, and that's that is exactly why my favorite is Jinx, because I, similar to Element, I I main Jinx when she came out. Um, I still actively play the role that she's associated with in the video game, so she was early on a huge favorite for me. But it, seeing again, sort of that traumatic life experience that she had to go through with losing her parents and growing up in the Undercity, and how she became 
or she transformed from powder into jinx was so beautifully done and and how they tied in like you said element two like every single kind of piece of her champion uh abilities and and sort of like the little little nuanced pieces of her character into the story of arcane it was it was done almost in a fashion like you just unless you really were paying attention like didn't pick up on right away like the fact that she's tinkering with these little toys at the beginning and they don't work one of her abilities in the video game is these three little choppy things where if you get hit by one it snares you and then explodes like something like that like something like where she's just tinkering with them when she's powder but then she finally like gets these orbs and she can create them in real life and like they start working her zap gun is an ability too that she uses on the airship when she's fighting off um the fire light i believe the fire light crew. yeah so like those little pieces like those tidbits uh, like it really pleased me as someone who plays the video game but then again just watching the show too how everything was built around the character that she became into jinx like the fact that the kids were calling her Jinx. They always said, like, she messed things up, like she was a Jinx. The fact that she was trying to save the day, but eventually, like, realized that she killed some of her, like, counterparts. Like, how all those things impacted her and transformed her is, it, like, so beautifully done. Um, I also have a f- <laughs> an affinity towards characters in the game that have horrible pasts, and I'm going to gab for a little bit again. There's a character in the video game, her name is Oriana used to be a ballet dancer and died, and her father was so upset that she he created her into a robot. What? And that's her background. That's crazy, like, and I don't even stuff know the like, game. Yeah, like, stuff like that I just find really interesting. So, like... Fucked uh, up stories in League of Legends. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. But, like, I, I have, like... So much material, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, but, like, similar to like what you were saying, Nova, too, like, I know there's going to be a breaking point in the next season with Vi and Jinx because oh, yeah. of... Because, again, they have a connection as sisters, but they obviously have many events that have taken place in their lives that have pulled them very far apart from one another. So seeing yeah. seeing either, you know, that chasm grow or them start to build a bridge back across to become, you know, sisters again. Like I want to see that come out and see the turmoil and, and, and uh, like all the strife they have to go through. Yeah. Fighting those emotions. So it, the last thing that Vander said to Vi uh, was take care of powder and she can't she failed and i want to see that play out in season two where she's trying to where she has to struggle with that internally comes back and find oh yeah and then that part warwick Warwick. oh my god that'll break their hearts as well yeah real quick too it's it's funny element that you mentioned the abilities because again if memory serves me correct we only see three characters out of the champions that are in the show use abilities it's jinx vi and jace yep that's right Echo, so, Echo hasn't Echo hasn't finished turning into his final form, right? Uh, but with Heimendinger with him, he's going to, and I'm so excited for that. Well, and uh, funny enough, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt real quick, but like in the Teamfight Tactics trailer for this newest season of Hextech, Heimerdinger is helping Echo build devices. Yes, which for the game. Yeah, so they, you can definitely going for that in the show as well. Yeah, and you can connect that, the dots and how like Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger gets his weapons in building, and then he helps out Echo with his. So you have Echo, you have Singed, you have Victor, who arguably is the most interesting and, like, has has the most growth in terms of, like, character for this upcoming season because of the fact that, spoiler for all you people, he's not really the person who he is now in the video game. Um, He becomes one badass dude, uh, and, and seeing that transition take place is going to be... Uh, very interesting to see how that takes place. He so you have plenty of characters of the show. Yes, I think no one expected him to be in the show in the first place, but him being and seeing his transformation, I think, was super interesting. As people who, yeah, either I knew agree. the game or didn't, I think it was a really well written character. Yeah, so and then seeing that he lost Singed. His assistant. Sorry, Singed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, seeing Singed and how he <laughs> stupid abilities becomes, and how he just yeah. throws people. <laughs> but. So- with that, final thoughts, everyone? You the liked it? You had fun? It, 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 I, yeah, I don't know. if it's, it, it can't be anything less than a, a 10, in my opinion. I, I agree. Just... I agree. Yeah, agreed. It's going to be a long wait for season uh, two now, but... Uh... Yeah, they said after 2022, right? Yeah, they did. Ugh. One thing I did want to pepper in there, I meant to bring it up at the start. 
when this show premiered, it was the highest rated show, number one on Netflix. Number two, a show within a week of its premiere, it had the highest rating. And it was ranked first on the Netflix top 10 charts in 52 countries. Yeah, they released it at the same time in multiple languages. I think that's impressive. Can you imagine the voice direction for every single country and that Riot Games had to oversee it all? I can't even imagine. I will say Riot Studios is really good when it comes to that piece of their video games because I know that when characters are released, they are released immediately with all their different voice lines and the different languages, I believe. Yes, that's right. Because, I mean, they, you're talking about a game that's in, yeah, that's all over the, played all over the world and competitive play too. So yep. I, I'm not surprised in that piece. I think it's more surprising of how many people just ended up watching it and watched it all the way like, through and liked it. It's an ongoing mantra for many years now that however bad the balance is in League and however frustrating whatever else, like the esports scene or whatever happens in League, there will be one department never misses, and that's the creative department. And it's true because they've never made a bad product it's off the top of my head. No. And they've been going for 10 years. Yeah. Um, they've only gotten better. So this, you know, this show is no exception. Um, and you can definitely see it in the work, the culmination of all that experience and quality and the amount of money they were able to put in it. Cause goddamn no, <laughs> no normal production studio can make a show like this in the period, in the amount of time it took. Cause it was a long production and very expensive, and it only exists because Riot has that uh, free-to-play money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and they love their love their their product. I mean, they they wouldn't make this show like it has been if they, they really just got to start love. making uh, some merchandise now. Everyone's demanding merchandise. Yeah, merchandise. it's crazy. Good their gosh, merch, their merch shop is is nice, but the it's problem pretty, is there's it's not pretty a barren, lot right? of it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. Like what they have, what they have to offer is great. I I got back into league last year because of team fight tactics and i wanted to buy a bunch of stuff for certain champions but i like they could do more and i think this is probably what's going to ramp them up in the next few years but i want to thank everyone for joining us today uh number one uh for nova for joining us thanks for having me as as hyped up as you are about a, a show that i i thought just a lot of people liked i didn't know it was like a game changer for some people that's awesome um magic for coming out and and element as well because you guys have such a a plethora of knowledge of league uh like lore and hearing that people that are hardcore as fans as you enjoy it and me being the filthy casual enjoying it like it gives me a lot of hope for season two so i again thanks everyone uh we appreciate any feedback you as the fans have um please send us your suggestions via email twitter uh click on the link tree to join discord And uh, we'll see you all later. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back 